Hi, my name is Nanouk van der Sluis and I'm a plastic surgery resident at the Netherlands. And today I will talk to you about an article that we published in the Aesthetic Surgery Journal entitled Lifting the Mouth Corner, a Systematic Review of Techniques, Clinical Outcomes and Patient Satisfaction. On behalf of my co-authors at the University Medical Centers of Groningen and Utrecht, I would like to thank the Aesthetic Surgery Journal Society to give us the opportunity to share our work through the ASG podcast. Abstract. Background. Mouth corners are an essential part of the central fascia area for perception of attractiveness and emotions. Downturned mouth corners are a result of aging or have a congenital origin. Different mouth corner lifting techniques are described in the literature. Objectives. This review was performed to systematically assess and compare invasive and non-invasive mouth corner lifting techniques and their effectiveness, patient satisfaction and adverse effects. Methods. Medline via PubMed, Embase and the Cochrane Central Register of Control Trial Databases were searched for clinical and observational studies published in peer-reviewed academic journals with abstracts available. Outcomes of interest were aesthetic mouth corner lifting techniques, the degree of lift as well as the longevity of the lifting effect, patient satisfaction and adverse effects. Techniques were subdivided in invasive techniques and non-invasive techniques. Results Out of 968 studies found from the search, 11 were included in the qualitative analysis. In general, surgical techniques seem to have a better lifting effect on the mouth corners than non-surgical techniques. However, objective evidence is weak and surgery inevitably results in a scar. Reported patient satisfaction was good for both surgical and non-surgical techniques and no severe complications have been described. Conclusions Surgical techniques seem to have a better lifting effect on mouth corners than non-surgical techniques. Nevertheless, objective evidence is weak and a scar is inevitable. Introduction Beauty is around the eyes and lips was demonstrated by anthropologists in the 1990s and by psychologists by means of eye-tracking studies. People mainly look to the central fascia area, the area around the eyes, nose and lips, which determines facial attractiveness and beauty. An attractive mouth is characterized by full lips, smooth skin without folds and an upward position of the oral commissures or mouth corners. An upward position of the oral commissures is associated with an impression of pleasure and amiability, whereas a depressed position of the oral commissures is associated with sadness, anger and seriousness. Furthermore, drooping mouth corners create a natural pathway for saliva to escape down the marionette lines. The interaction of the perioral muscles affects the position of the oral commissures. During aging, the oral commissures depress over time, partly due to increased contractility of the depressor angularis muscles, sagging of facial fat pads, and deterioration of skin smoothness. Downthorned oral commissures could also have a congenital origin, which seems to result from hyperactive depressor angularis muscles and mentalis muscles, or an imbalance of mouth corner elevators and depressors. Various techniques to lift the oral commissures have been described in the literature. Initially, in the early 1960s, surgical interventions began to be performed to lift mouth corners. 
At that time, indications to lift oral commissures were mainly post-trauma surgery or after tumor excision. Lifting oral commissures for aesthetic purposes gained more interest from the end of the 20th century. At the beginning of the 21st century, non-invasive techniques such as injection with fillers and neurotoxins also started to be developed. Nowadays, to lift or rejuvenate oral commissures, both surgical techniques such as the Z-plasty, lentiform excision, triangular excision, a combination with a subnasal lift or more extended methods, uh, sometimes with a combination of incision of the depressor angliorus muscles, and non-surgical techniques such as injecting Botox or fillers or a combination of these have been described in the literature. Perkins et al. provided an overview of the indications and advantages and disadvantages of surgical mouth corner lifting procedures. Nonetheless, it remains unclear which surgical technique results in the optimum mouth corner lift and whether surgical techniques lead to a more evident mouth corner lift than non-surgical techniques. Therefore, the aim of this study was to systemically assess both invasive and non-invasive mouth corner lifting techniques described in the literature while including efficacy, patient satisfaction, and adverse effects. Methods Protocol and Registration This systematic review was performed following the PRISMA guidelines. The search strategy was based on a population intervention, comparison, and outcome framework, or PICO framework. This study was not registered. Eligibility criteria Studies were included when at least one invasive or non-invasive surgical technique was used to lift the mouth corners. Studies were excluded when the effect on a position of the mouth corners was not mentioned or in case of a post-traumatic or oncologic reconstruction. All case reports and reviews were excluded. Searches were not limited to publication date, language or publication status. Information sources and search. Medline via PubMed, Embase and the Cochrane Central Register of Control Trials databases were searched. The search terms were based on two components, P, corner of the mouth, vermilion border, marionette, oral commissure or mouth corner in combination with I, surgical procedure, plastic surgery, Aesthetic, operate, search, method, depressor angliorus, botulinum toxin, hyaluronic acid, lift, elephant, filler, facial aging, or depress. Study selection and data collection processing. Two of the others performed the search independently. Disagreements were discussed during a consensus meeting. In case of discrepancies between the two authors, the senior author gave a binding verdict. Data items. The search term was based on a PICO framework. Comparisons and outcomes of interest were not included in the search term. For comparisons, we considered the differences in the position of the mouth corners before and after the intervention. In this systematic review, the outcome of interest was the degree of lift, and the longevity of the lifting effect, patient satisfaction, and adverse effects. Study characteristics were described. 
risk of bias of individual studies. Demographics of the included patients were described. Risk of bias across studies. The included studies were evaluated for financial support. Disclosure agreements for, were reviewed for each study. Quality control of included studies. The included studies were graded on quality of evidence using the Oxford Center of Evidence-Based Medicine criteria. Results. Included studies. In total, 968 studies were identified after database screening, of which 884 were excluded after abstract screening. 84 full-text studies were assessed on eligibility criteria. 73 studies were excluded because 1. The, the effect on the position of the mouth corners was not mentioned. 2. Neither the lifting effect of the mouth corner nor patient satisfaction was objectively described. 3. There were reports of post-traumatic or oncological uh, reconstructions of mouth corners. 4. There were case reports or review articles. Or 5. A combination of the above. One study was published in two different journals and therefore we ex excluded one of these studies. Study characteristics. In total, 962 patients were enrolled in the 11 studies. 10 studies reported gender, of which 95.7% was female. Of the studies enrolled in the systematic review, 6 assessed an invasive technique to lift oral commissures in 426 patients, and 5 studies assessed a non-invasive technique in 536 patients. All studies reported the mean age or age variance of the patients and seven studies described differences in ethnicity or skin type on the Fitzpatrick scale. Four of the 11 studies were prospective clinical trials and all these four studies assessed a non-invasive mouth corner lifting technique. No meta-analysis could be performed because the metrics and outcomes were too diverse. Invasive techniques as for direct surgical techniques to lift oral commissures, three studies were included that examined a simple and advanced lendiform excision by Barsa et al. A combination of a triangular excision with a pressor angle aorus muscle transaction by Pan et al. And three, an advanced Z-plasty by Kim et al. Barsa et al. showed a high patient satisfaction rate and demonstrated good results according to their self-composed assessment scale. However, no objective measurements of lift of the mouth corners were described. Panadol used a three-dimensional photograph to measure the position of the oral commissures before and after treatment and described an effective lift in 78.6% of the patients, accompanied by a patient satisfaction rate of 70.4%. The extended C-plasty of Kim et al. did result in a significant lift of oral commissures angles measured on 2D photographs. Unfortunately, patient satisfaction was not described in this study. Notwithstanding, the former studies were all non-controlled and non-blinded. As for indirect surgical techniques to lift oral commissures, three studies were included that assess 1. A classical temporal cheek rhizodectomy by McCullough et al. 2. Thread lifting by Kamener et al. and 3. 
Autologous Fat Grafting by Aremia and Newman. McCullough et al. assessed the lifting effect on mouth corners in 53 patients after rhizodectomy. An unspecified number of these patients also simultaneously underwent neck lifting. An excellent effect on the four-point Likert scale was described in 72% of the patients, although 28% of the patients gained minimal to no improvement. However, no objective measurement of the lift of the mouth corner or patient satisfaction was described. Kaminer et al. examined the effect of thread lifting on a position of mouth corners in 20 patients in whom threads were placed in the mid-face and neck region. Questionnaires based on a 10-point Likert scale showed a patient satisfaction rate of 6.9 out of 10 and an investigation satisfaction rate of 4.6 out of 10. No objective measurements of the lift of the mouth corners were described. Aremia and Newman assessed the effect of autologous fat grafting on the position of the mouth corners in 116 patients. The 56 patients who were treated for nasolabial folds and oral commissures showed an excellent and stable lift after three months. However, the successful mouth corner lift persisted in only 5% of the patients after 12 months, despite additional treatments, up to three procedures. No objective measurements of the lift of the mouth corners or patient satisfaction was described in this study. These studies were all non-controlled and non-blinded. Non-invasive techniques. Three studies assessed the lifting effect on mouth corners in 484 patients by injecting fillers in perioral tissues. Rospaldo et al. used hyaluronic acid as a filler in 280 patients and show a high patient satisfaction rate on an 11-point Likert scale with patients who received Uvoderm Fulbella with lidocaine being significantly more satisfied than patients who received Restylane. Severity of perioral lines was reduced after three months. Daloiso et al. used cross-linked carboxymethylcellulose CMC as a filler in 174 patients and demonstrated a patient satisfaction rate of 90.1% after six months, measured by two points improvement on the subject's global aesthetic improvement scale. 53% of the patients showed good results on the marionette lines grading scale after six months. Solis et al. used hyaluronic acid, Restylane, as a filler in 30 patients and showed a patient satisfaction after 42 days of good to excellent in 93% of the patients, measured on the SGAIS scale. Of these patients, the study of Raspaldo et al. was the only controlled study and all studies were non-blinded. All three studies described no objective mouth corner lift after the application of a filler. One non-controlled and non-blinded study assessed the effect of injecting Botox into the depressor angular aurus muscles on the position of the oral commissures in 36 patients. Kian and al. demonstrated a significant lift of oral commissure angles measured on 2D photographs that was preserved for 6 to 9 months. Unfortunately, patient satisfaction was not described in this study. 
one non-controlled and blinded study assessed the effect of a combination therapy of Botox with hyaluronic acid on the position of the mouth corners in 16 patients. Bayadol showed good patient satisfaction in all patients according to the SGAIS scale and objective measurements of the oral commissures of the, were obtained from 2D photographs. Despite the high patient satisfaction, no statistical differences were found in the median degrees of lifting the mouth corners two weeks and three months after treatment. Longativity of the lifting effect. Six of the 11 studies included a follow-up period of at least six months. Three of these studies describe an invasive technique and three describe a non-invasive technique. A follow-up of 12 months or more was described in two of the 11 studies. Therefore, a solid foundation to assess the longevity of the lifting effect on the oral commissures is lacking for every technique included in this review. Adverse effects. No severe adverse effects were described for both surgical and non-surgical mouth corner lifting procedures. For both surgical and non-surgical procedures, minor adverse events such as hematoma and swelling were observed in 40.3% of all patients. For surgical procedures, a scar was inevitable, and an obvious or disturbing scar was observed in 3.8% of all patients. Disclosure agreements. A disclosure agreement of support by the manufacturer, the ministry, or the university was provided in six of the 11 studies. If this involved a manufacturer, uh, a different company was involved in all studies. Therefore, there was no conflict of interest. Quality control of included studies. One of the 11 studies was a level of evidence three study. Six studies were level of evidence four studies and four studies were level of evidence five studies. Discussion. This systematic review demonstrates that most authors publishing about lifting the oral commissures report good patient satisfaction after both surgical and non-surgical procedures. Surgical procedures seem to have a better lifting effect on mouth corners than non-surgical procedures, but evidence is weak. However, many techniques do not result in a significant elevation of the corners of the mouth. Different surgical or invasive techniques to lift the oral commissures have been described in the literature. For example, direct surgical procedures, rhytidectomies, thread lifting procedures, autologous fat grafting procedures, or the insertion of perioral implants. Almost all studies that discuss such techniques claim the high patient satisfaction. However, most studies fail to evaluate the patient satisfaction through validated questionnaires. Moreover, the effect on the position of the mouth corners was not described in many studies. This systematic review only evaluated those studies that obtained a validated evaluation on patient satisfaction or measured the position of the mouth corners pre and post operatively. Our results demonstrate that direct surgical techniques lead to a high effective rate of 92% and a statistically significant mouth corner lift, together with a good to excellent patient satisfaction. Attending to the underlying mechanism, it is believed that the clinical effect of a surgical treatment is determined by skin excision above the oral commissure, 
creating a vertical elevation of the mouth corner. Therefore, it is plausible that a skin excision above the corner of the mouth should result in a lifting effect. However, an additional subnasal lift does not lead to a greater lifting effect of the oral commissures. Only a small group of the patients, 3.8%, who underwent a surgical procedure gain an obvious or disturbing scar. The sectioning of the anterior border of the depressor angli aurus muscles could elevate the position of the oral commissures without involving the smell mechanism. However, because this review includes no control studies that examine a skin excision with and without a DAO section, we cannot state clearly whether this confers any benefit. When focusing on indirect surgical procedures, both the rhytidectomy and the thread lifting procedures show no significant lifting effect on the mouth corners. A facelift or rhytidectomy is performed to tighten the sagging facial skin of the lower and mid-face skin, but the lifting effect of the position of the mouth corners remains unclear. Thread lifting is believed to have a similar tightening effect on lower and mid-face skin. However, the more effective the lifting effect, the higher the chance of a joker face. It is believed that the risk of developing a joker face increases when bone anchors are used. Theoretically, even if you do obtain a significant lifting effect on the mouth corner, there is a chance that this effect may disappear as a result of the cheese wire effect after repetitive motion of the mouth and the face. However, because this review included only one study that used a thread lifting procedure with a follow-up period of 6 to 16 months, a firm conclusion about the long-term effect cannot be made. It would be interesting if there were more studies investigating the effect of, on the position of the mouth corners after a rhytidectomy or a rhytidectomy combined with a direct surgical mouth corner lift. Autologous fat grafting shows a non-significant lifting effect on the mouth corners in the short term, three months post-treatment, that completely disappeared in the long term, 12 months post-treatment, even despite additional treatments. Autologous fat grafting is often used to rejuvenate the dermis. However, the filling effect or regenerating capacity of the adipostromal cells will not lead to a significant lifting effect on the oral commissures. Nonetheless, all studies that assess the effect of inserting perioral or lip implants on the rejuvenation of the mouth showed no effect on the position of the oral commissures. Therefore, these studies were excluded from this systematic review. Non-invasive techniques to rejuvenate perioral tissues or lift the mouth corners include injecting fillers, Botox or a combination of these. Fillers around the mouth corners have been used to provide structure and support in this area to lift the corners of the mouth. This systematic review evaluated three studies in which a monotherapy with hyaluronic acid or CMC was applied to rejuvenate or lift the corners of the mouth. All studies showed good to high patient satisfaction rate. However, no significant lifting effect on the oral commissures was shown. The fact that most patients were satisfied with a mouth lifting procedure despite an objective lifting effect is probably due to a certain sham effect. 
Since the introduction and use of Botox for treating uh, wrinkles, uh, Botox has also been applied to rejuvenate oral commissures. The aim of applying Botox to lift oral commissures is to inhibit the action of muscles that lead to drooping of the mouth corners when activated, for example the DAO muscles. Different types of Botox uh, in varying doses have been used for non-surgical elevation of the corners of the mouth by injecting the DAO muscles. Furthermore, different variations or extended injection techniques have been described. Uh, for example, the nevertite lift, uh, which involves uh, injection of neurotoxins into the platysmal bands and the inferior border of the mandible. Um, Claude Lelouane stated that frequently blocking the DAO muscles is compensated by the contraction of the platysma and therefore injecting Botox into both DAO muscles and platysmal bands might result in a more effective mouth corner lift. However, more research research is necessary to corroborate this. This systematic review evaluated one study in which injecting Botox into DAO muscles resulted in a significant lift of the mouth corner, which persisted for approximately half a year. The longevity of this effect is interesting, especially because it is believed that the effect of Botox wears off about three to four months after injection. Although the objective evidence is weak, we assume that the application of Botox might be a safe, non-invasive, but temporary technique to lift mouth corners. This technique needs to be repeated to obtain a lasting effect. In addition to this, a combination therapy of a filler with Botox shows high patient satisfaction rates without a real mouth corner lifting effect, corresponding to the effects of a monotherapy with fillers. Out of the 968 articles we found after database screening, only 11 studies met the inclusion criteria for this review. The main reasons for this limited number of articles were that most articles fail to pay specific attention to the position of the oral commissures or lack measurable results. In addition, the reported gender in included studies was predominantly female and therefore it cannot be determined with certainty whether gender affects outcomes. Furthermore, the reported mean ages vary greatly and because aging has an effect on the position of the corners of the mouth, age could affect long-term outcomes. We recommend that future studies should validate the lifting effect on the position of the oral commissures and objectively measure patient satisfaction to better investigate the outcome of a surgical or a non-surgical mouth corner lifting technique. Conclusions. This systematic review is the first study to have evaluated both surgical and non-surgical mouth corner lifting procedures in terms of their efficacy, patient satisfaction and adverse effects. Overall, surgical techniques seem to produce a better and more sustainable lifting effect on mouth corners than non-surgical techniques. However, objective evidence is weak. Injecting Botox into the depressor angliorus muscles could be a scarless but temporary alternative to a surgical lift. Supplemental material. This article contains supplemental material located online at the Aesthetic Surgery Journal website. Disclosures. The authors declared no potential conflicts of interest with respect to the research, authorship, 
and publication of this article. Funding. The authors received no financial support for the research, authorship and publication of this article. Again, my name is Nanouk van der Sluis and I would like to thank the ASG Society to give us the opportunity to share our work through this podcast.